and go. Hello. Welcome to Journal Life on Wales. I'm Stacey. And I'm Chris. Hello and welcome to Doing Life on Wheels. This is episode... Eight. Episode eight. And what do we call it? Wales Wards and Waiting Lists. So we are going to talk a little bit about healthcare. We will try to avoid the, um, some of the negativity that, um, that surrounds healthcare at the moment. It probably will come up a little bit but I guess we're just going to talk about our experiences in relation to healthcare and our disabilities yes so plenty to talk about plenty to talk about um <laughs> to um winter users we have been in night of hospital plenty says what is the earliest operation you can remember or the earliest hospital experience you can remember the earliest like, do you even have, like, a vague recollection of a particular thing or a or sense? Not a particular surgery as such, but um, a hospital visit memory, yeah. What's your hospital visit memory? Do you remember in the Royal, the Barber Ward? Uh, I think I do a little bit, yeah. <laughs> think I lived in there as a gent. <laughs> that how you feel about it, anyway. See, well, it's funny you should, you should say that, like... In that way as well, because I don't remember a particular operation. Uh-huh. I don't know why I said operation. It's a weird operation. But I remember more of a vague. I remember like more of a vibe and more of a. Oh, how could you describe it? It's almost like all my different operations kind of gel together. Does that make sense? Like, I don't remember, like, one particular, one very particular experience. I just remember loads of different random times in the hospital. Yeah. Was it for kind of the same thing? I think that could be part of it. You know, I think a lot of my operations were very similar. Because of CP? Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck, I think I got my hamstrings cooked up and cut the leg over ten times. <laughs> <laughs> it still don't work. It's like all oh, legs still are I'm still in deep. I'm not really joking. I think I, I know. I think I did have the hamstrings on. Okay, I'm probably exaggerating. I think I did have at least about eleven operations. I think I probably could have had slightly more. Like I, I can. I had about eleven eleven operations that I can remember of, and that I know that are on my medical record for the most part. And there was some of them aren't, which is funny. But, um, sorry, that was funny. But, um... It's typical. But, it's typical. <laughs> but there's, um... But there's pro- probably two that I can remember as well. But a lot of them were just hamstring lengthened. Hamstring lengthened over and over again. Lengthening, lengthening over and over again. Yeah. Has it made a difference? No. <laughs> Not, no. Not anymore. <laughs> Uh, it probably helped a little bit when I was a kid, <laughs> but I think all of these things are temporary. I don't want to digress too much, especially not into the negativity side of things, 
but I've always had this thing where there's a lot of money invested in children's services and then you transfer over to adult services and the same kind of support doesn't really seem to be there. So it's like the, the, all this money is kind of invested in you when you're young. Yeah. Then you forgot about it as an adult. Yeah. Which kind of, like, it's a bit weird because why, why, why go to all the effort to start with? Now that you're saying that, I actually haven't been to a hospital appointment at the Spina Bifida clinic or anything really. Yeah. I'm... In a long time, I haven't been called for. Yeah. So... And don't get me wrong, yeah, part of it is probably for us to, like, look look it out proactively. But to be honest, sometimes even when even whenever I've tried to do that, um, it still takes a lot of time. Yeah. Which makes sense. It does just make a whole kid adult thing kind of weird. But, um, but I do have some fond memories of hospital, which sounds really weird. But do you, do you have that? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Do you have any? I mean, can you remember? I wouldn't say font memories, no. <laughs> I mean, see, maybe I was more, I, I was probably more of a geek than you were, if we're, if we're being honest about it. <laughs> so, for me to go into hospital, I was like, oh my goodness, I get a TV all to myself, one of the arms, you remember the TVs on the arms? Yeah. Like, they probably work whenever I was a really young kid. I think they probably come in whenever I was about, ooh, that's probably old am I? Um... <laughs> They probably come in whenever I was about twelve or thirteen. Do you know the TV on Norm? And you yeah. got you got yeah. you got to choose what you want to watch. Yep. Um. Well, that was probably in slightly later years as well. But that kind of that kind of thing. Oh my goodness! I was like, oh, I'm going to hospital for a week. I can literally just lie there like a like I can just binge watch TV. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like a spoiled brat, but mm-hmm. I got I got a TV brought in for me. <laughs> Ooh, but... my daddy always brought a TV in. <laughs> no way, serious. <laughs> See, this was back in the day before you had iPads and all. <laughs> yeah. Like I imagine that is if you were a kid, your mom would just bring you an iPad and be like, here, watch whatever you want, play yeah. whatever you want. I think because back then I was literally in hospital all the time. Oh. Mm-hmm. The effort the way daddy went to was See, mad. You're right. I, I don't know if it's the right thing to say I remembered with fondness, but I, I think that that's definitely like, I'm not saying I had a bottle of in the hospital all the time. I remember, <laughs> I remember there was a lot of pain, a lot of pain. I remember there was a lot of pain, there was a lot of morphine, but not enough working to dissolve the pain. <laughs> but I remember there was a lot of pain, a lot of morphine, a lot of sleepless nights. Because even whenever, even whenever I was a kid, I don't know about you. You strike me that you would be the that you were the good type of kid, right? But <laughs> what do you mean by that? I don't know. It just you just seem like 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 myself. <laughs> like we were like we were both would be two very lovely kids. Yeah. Oh, uh, but in the ward, right? There's there a fucking screaming brat so I mean, I couldn't get to sleep. I was like, would you shut up? <laughs> Try to sleep here. No, I'm peeing. I'm peeing. Gonna work. I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> no, that that that's probably making me sound quite heartless. But like that is literally the truth. Always that, you know, you know, were you never in a ward and you couldn't get to sleep and you were just oh yeah and you were Absolutely. just and you were just like if it's not other patients, it's machines and um, staff. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's nothing I could do about it, really, like, but 
Yeah. My sister has started working in a hospital and um and she has said to me a few times the word obs for observations. Do you remember? Or do you even have a big really recollection of that whole thing where you would be randomly booked up in a Oh yeah. Night? That's what I was actually gonna say. Yeah. If it's not other patients, machines and stuff just doing their job. Yeah. It's some coming and awakening it. Yeah. You're like I just went for the sleep. Thanks. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I may already be a kid, but I've already had two hours <laughs> And um, thank you very much, Darren. So I appreciate all that you've done for me, but you've now come and picked me for that. <laughs> and then, you know, don't, I can't even remember what the obs... I should have actually, I should have actually asked my sister. Uh, I can't even remember what the observations were. It's I... usually bro- blood pressure, temperature. And... and the... I feel like there might have been something else. <laughs> finger thingy what i don't know what oh um is that for was that the wee pulse tracker thing probably no oh well, yeah the blood pressure i just thing. remember one part of it was really uncomfortable i'm wondering whether the blood pressure <clears throat> the strap around mm. your arm yeah that's yeah. Your blood pressure i i think yeah i think because even though it doesn't sign up but I, I vaguely remember whenever you've been asleep and as you say you haven't got that much sleep because of other patients and other things like that uh, and it probably doesn't seem that bad when you're middle of the daytime and you're awake, but they put on that blood pressure cuff and it goes on your arm and it's really tight, you know, and you're like, ooh, you know, it's a bit yeah. uncomfortable. It doesn't sound that bad. I don't have but I just remember, I remember it was probably just the whole package of energy. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of sleep. <laughs> you know, screw with patience beside you. Like, you're probably sitting there thinking, for God's sake, press your face, you know, your blood pressure. Get over it. Get over it. But it had a whole package thing yeah. of like, like the pain you were already in. <laughs> they have the pain you're already in. They have the other patients. <laughs> I know it was it was just like a whole package thing. You know? And then this nurse comes in and you're like sleep deprivation. <laughs> but do you know what I do remember? Right. So you got your TV all to yourself, or in your case you got a TV brought to you. <laughs> right? You got a TV all to yourself. Do you know? I used to be spoiled rotten because my aunt and my granny uh-huh. We'd bring in these big bags of, we'd bring in these big bags of chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> so I remember as a kid, yeah, oh, like milky, milky bars, you know, with the milky bar kid that I used to look like oh. when they had the self <laughs> 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 But I'd just see a day for you. But um, it was it was the chocolate. My granny and my aunt used to bring in like this. They used to like go to Iceland or something, or back then it was probably called Sturts or something. Sturts? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't remember. Was I at Iceland like 15 years ago? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but I used to get these big bags of chocolate, milky bars, buttons. Oh, this used to be great. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still love that. Uh, I still love the chocolate buttons Easter egg. This is sorry, it's hard to be but like my favorite one of my favorite chocolates is jam buttons. There's just yeah. something about that pure chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. Enjoy, never mind your fantasy of my chocolate. <laughs> like I, I was in the last one they have a hamstring like I'm surprised I can come out with diabetes, but I know. <laughs> or the other thing I have to hand it to mum and dad. Um like the day after the operation or the, the, the evening after the operation, like mom and dad used to always like 
bring me up like an action man, like a new action man mm-hmm. to try and like cheer me up and stuff. And I always, I always appreciate that. I always thought yeah. that was a lovely thing that they always done. You remember that? Yeah. Like I always went in for that. There was probably a young, like a stage when I was kid, when I was a kid, where I went in for like an operation round about at least once a year. Um, and I I do remember they bought me like an action man. Oh, they used to have names. My favorite action man. Hey, I threw down the stairs and broke his arm. His parachute didn't open. <laughs> and you were clearly traumatized. Yep. But my favorite action man was with. I called him Bill. <laughs> right. Very much. Very imaginative name for a kid, Bill. <coughs> but he was one of the action men I got bought when I was in the hospital. He was the one, he had like a bow and arrow and stuff. I remember it was another year they bought me on the action man Jeep. And they forgot. So I always, like, it sounds really weird, but I have all these wee fond memories from being yeah, at the Bill. Things that's stuck. And it's because family and friends made it so yeah. enjoyable. What's up? Plus, you also got time off school. Oh, that was the best part. <laughs> I mean, the time off school, you got the man bad. Great. So much TV, you know. <laughs> like, well, yeah. So some things like that were good. But do you think you were in, like, what would be your, what would be your last memory of being in the hospital? My last memory. <clears throat> My last memory of being in the hospital was probably... You know when it was actually. Uh-huh. I was in. Um, over the past couple of years, I've been in a few times with um, urine infections because of I have a stomach bag. And I, I had a urostomy surgery done a couple of years ago. So that kind of leads to you slightly more susceptible to this. Yeah, to urine infections. Yeah, and whenever I get them, I am I need IV treatment. Ooh. So uh, normally it puts me in hospital for a day or two. What is the IV? Is the IV treatment and the antibiotics? I believe I get antibiotics and stuff. Yeah. Ah. Um. So I then go to the short stay wards. What's that? Not like an overnight. That's usually like... a sign of people coming in, um, with maybe overdosed and drugs, and, you know, different things, Ooh. and maybe, um, just maybe small. We small things mm-hmm. that don't necessarily need surgery or stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had I was in hospital this time, and this girl was brought in by the police. God love her, she was she was in a bad way. She was in the bed next to me, and I all I could think was, she's gonna wake up during the night and probably stab me or something. <laughs> was she? Do you think she was? She was. Uh, was she drunk or she was, through something? Uh, she, she was always she had overdosed on whatever she was taking. We do we do short stay words. Would they be would they be more noisy then? Would there be a lot? Oh, yeah. Would, it, would, would there be a lot happening on those? Nonstop. A lot happens. There was one time a fellow across the way from me had been brought in, and um, he one lady stood up and pulled out every IV he had in himself, and he had about four. Ooh. Pulled them all out. Do you know when people do that? Walked out in the ward. I was traumatized. I oh, I was going to say, do you? There was even ever people do that in movies, and they make it look so easy. And that that he turned, made it look so easy. That, that turns the guts out of me. I just cringed. I'm like, like, I can't believe he just done that. I said, I watch Grey's Anatomy, no problem. But see, whenever you see a movie, some people are just yanking IVs. Oh. I'm like, oh. 
how do you do that? No, I can. Like that, that actually, that makes me. Oh. Well, that's what he done. He was, in, the, he, he was in the mood and he just pulled everything out and walked down, down the ward. So he was brought back up again, like, but yeah. Those would normally be for like one or two nights, just yeah. the short, short stay. The short stay uh-huh. one. Just because I need um, IV for like two or three nights. Yeah. That's where. I mean, I've looked up the free vacation. He started it up. I was entertained. Just uh, take a good book away and um, well, be slightly surprised. Like, that was probably the last memory I have, but there was another time. Like, as a child, like you were saying, with the morphine and stuff. Yeah. As a child, you were on morphine all the time. Yeah. But um, there was obviously a break for a load of years that I wasn't in the hospital. And then. I think I was kind of the same, actually. Going in again. Um, whenever I went in to have my urostomy, I was put on morphine then, obviously, after the surgery, but I had control of it. They gave me a button. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. So funny. They gave me a button that any time, obviously, you know, you felt pain, you pressed it and you got your, your dose. Will you have the cake? The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole time. But I didn't realise it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it as such. Yeah. But. See, thinking back, some of the stuff I said, I was like, "Where did that even come from?" Are you lovey dovey? I really love you. Like, yeah, I, I, I think you'd be lovey dovey as well. Were you lovey dovey? I don't know. I, I just remember, like, looking back and thinking, "I was kind of like that trip. I enjoyed that whole time." <laughs> Where did that even come from? But at the time, I didn't feel like I was. Hi. Hi. Obviously, I don't know what it's like to feel high. I imagine they probably took the book, but not me at some stage. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I think I just, just remember having this button and being like, Magic. I actually have control over this thing. This is magical and loveless. <laughs> yeah. It is bizarre. I remember, I do remember having a morphine button. Um... <laughs> Uh, Stop coughing. But I do remember a few times, yeah, they, they stopped me something in my eye, serologic too. I was fine before I came in here and I... Well, do you know what? I've got something in the eye. I think, so we just had salt, <laughs> sea salt and black pepper. <laughs> you from salt in your eye? I'm not pretty much it's like salt and black pepper, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, but maybe I'll, maybe I'm going to watch a little bit of that. <laughs> get some more freaking get over here when I say. Um, You'll be in the short stay. But yeah, like I think I went through a stage of being in the hospital quite a bit, and then I had a wee break of not being in the hospital for yeah. a few years, and then I think I, I went in to have some more. And do you know the only thing I would think of these days is as a kid, I don't think I've faced on me too much. I'm worried now. I think um because I'm due at the end of summer to go in for like a hernia operation, which I've been waiting like four years on. Hallelujah, please, Lord, <laughs> let it happen. But um, but like compared to when I arrived as a kid. I think I'd be slightly nervous about going under. Is that weird? Because it's it's been a long time. Yeah. Because do you know what? That happened to me. Did you get nervous? I think it was whenever I broke my finger bone. Whenever I had to go in for surgery then. And that was only, like, that was less than, I would say it was maybe five to seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't that long ago. But I hadn't been for surgery. In it was such a long time. And I do remember panicking. Like I had had never been a problem to put under. Yeah. But I remember panicking and I started moving my head away. That 
they put me down with the gas. Mm-hmm. And I was shaking all over the place. <laughs> and I remember going to myself, oh, what are you doing? Calm down. We've done this thousands of times. I've actually got this. For some reason, I remember pictures you like something I'd be acting with. And then that's the way it felt. <laughs> I was, but I remember going to myself, right, what are you panicking it's for? Like, Calm like, down. Yeah. Like, you've done this. I'm the same. But I couldn't stop myself. And every time they put the, na- the mask near my face, I moved my head. Yeah. And I panicked. Yeah. And I think in the end, they had to do it through the VIV, do it through the candle. Yeah, I think they'd probably have to do that for me. Oh, Which yeah. is really weird. I panicked and I have never in all the years nope. that I've been put to sleep for surgery, I've never panicked. No, I think I was a child. I think I was the exact same as a kid. But no, I like I, I haven't been for any operations as an adult. Yeah. I'm doing it in finger quotes because well, I don't really know why. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. I'm doing the finger quotes because I can't remember the cutoff the the last time I had a surgery as a kid but I just know this time I'd be nervous and I don't know why I know that but I just know that I'd be a bit nervous yeah because it's been I think, I think it's because you know you're being forced to sleep which obviously like you're not forced to sleep on a regular basis it would be good for you uh-oh. right now we're not being forced to sleep I'd be like yep mm-hmm. uh-huh. Actually, there's been something in the news about people abusing laughing laughing something something about that's why they can't Oh no, seriously. That's why they can't give you it anymore after then. Something's happened. There's like an epidemic of laughing gas abuse or something, I don't know, but I remember. I should I should probably have done that before I mentioned it in the podcast. But um but no, I just know that for some reason I would be nervous. Uh, if I, I am. Like, if I do end up going in in the summer, or no, the end of summer, which hopefully, do you know what's really funny? I I this is digressing slightly, but I have now been offered my hernia operation on very short notice twice. Uh, the first time they phoned me at like two o'clock in the afternoon to see if I could go in for the operation like eight or nine o'clock the next morning. Though I don't know what's that. That's like like not even twenty four hours notice. Like 18 hours notice or something. I don't know what my son might be You just throw numbers out. I just throw numbers out. I know they phoned me about 2 o'clock. I, I remember they phoned me about 2. It was about 2 o'clock because it was like shortly. It was like basically lunchtime, shortly after lunchtime. Um, and I know that they offered it to me like early the next morning at like 8 or 9 o'clock. And I'm sitting there going, I'm in a wheelchair. Um, you know what would yeah it would take it's quite important to mention it would take a bit more arrangement for me to i think an able body person generally recovers from those type of hernia operations generally i think most able body people are back on their feet but then a couple of days they just they're just not supposed to do any any exercise heavy lifting or bending for a good few weeks mm-hmm. um so i was like i'm in a wheelchair either and they didn't know that and I, I kind of thought that would be like on my medical file. Like I thought that was a pretty important. The look of my face. <laughs> you know. I'm shocked. Yeah. Like I thought that was a pretty important. You'd like the medical f- fact for, for your medical record. Yeah. You know. So I was quite surprised. And then they actually phoned me there like last month. Like this time they gave me like a week's notice. But even at that, like I, I now do events and work. So I would have a lot of events planned. Mm-hmm. 
I've been training for rugby. I knew I had, I knew we had three rugby competitions coming up. We've done really crap in one of them, so we should have went to hospital. <laughs> but, um, but I know I had a lot coming up, and even at that, so that second time, even though they gave me a little bit more notice, there was still no record of me being in a wheelchair. And I was like, bizarre. And that was like, that was like twice there was no record of me being in a wheelchair. And that was after a few years, a good few years ago, before the pandemic. I was in a hospital for about two or three hours getting, you know, the pre-op assessment. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know why between, I just don't know why. It's not all my medical record that I'm in a wheelchair. Especially, yeah. no. I could almost understand it before, before the pre-op assessment, but I'm sitting there, we just were poking in front of me for three hours. Did nobody write down? <laughs> Want to try the part of it? The important part? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, having said that, having said that, I spoke to a really lovely, <laughs> the first nurse caught, caught me off guard on the phone. Gosh, it was nice, but she caught me off guard and I was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, but the second senior nurse I spoke to was very understanding. She was like, no, I completely get it. You're, you're a wheelchair user. Cause I was trying to explain to her that I would be like, I'm drying my ass everywhere. Like literally, mm-hmm. you know, for you and me to get her car uh, or chair in the car. Yeah. Like that would be physical activity. It may not be what most Absolutely. people would think of as physical activity, but it would be physical activity. Um, do you know, obviously, like, for me to walk around the edge of the car and stuff, I'm practically on my knees. Yep. Do you know, what I'm really saying is, like... You can't do that, obviously, if you've... Yeah, like, okay, if I... After surgery. And what I found out from the keyhole surgery and nipple surgery, you know what, no matter what way you get it done, apparently they damage your stomach muscle, you know, because that's the way they win. Oh, yeah. And I don't know now, I've watched a lot of medical things and apparently muscle takes a long time to recover. Yeah. You know, if somebody, like, pokes, being there. if somebody pokes a hole in your muscle, it takes a long time for that muscle mm-hmm. to heal. Um, so I'm kind of sitting there going, you know, me putting mature in like the car, I'd be using my stomach muscles. Yep. You, would, you wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do very much. I've had my stomach cut open and it's... Oh, I, I, right, yeah. I did not know this. Right, yeah. tell me more. With me having my urostomy surgery, wow. the bladder surgery, mm-hmm. so they had tried different things before that. So I've had my stomach cut open twice. Yes, and the recovery is not pretty. The recovery, like you can't, you can't laugh, you can't sneeze, you can't cough. It is horrendous. Yeah, it's like having a C-section in pregnancy. Do you know what? I'm glad you mentioned this because my colleague and my colleague Lucy Dana had actually told me something similar. Uh-huh. She was kind of saying, like, you know, don't want to put you off. You know, she was, I think she was trying to give me like an honest kind of, you know, I bet like what you, she was trying to give me like an honest idea of what, how could you say it? Do you know whenever you think of Keogh, mm-hmm. uh, the way Keogh made out, it's Keogh, it's not that invasive as open surgery. Yeah, it isn't. But what Dina was explaining to me, and I don't know if your experience has been the same, she, she was kind of saying that, like, but whenever, you know, it's like your stomach muscle, sure. whenever, you know, it's going through muscle, and I think the other wee bit was as well. Another good point that she brought up to me as well was, keyhole doesn't necessarily mean one keyhole. Yeah. It could be two, three, four, depending on what one of the equipment they need to put, yeah. which I hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. I hadn't crossed my mind. I took keyhole. One keel, a group, boom, done. No, it's definitely not, not one. It, because you need, have you, it, this experience you've had, you need a, you need one keel to maybe do one wee bit of the two, mm-hmm. or you might need another keel for the flashlight. 
Uh-huh. And then you make I've had Kegel surgery a couple of times. And what way is your thing? As far you know, as far as you can remember, obviously. What do you mean, the surgery or the recovery or? Well, well both. I mean, what has yours been like multiple keels? Like it's not just one keel entry. No, it's it's never one. How many is Can you remember? It's for my leg. I think it was two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about for your stomach, for your, what do you call it? From my stomach, it was cut open. Oh, was it open? Cut open twice, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always your experience here, we said, like you weren't, like it is, like you're not. It is sneezing, laughing. Yeah, it's hard to recover from. The, it's because you don't realize how much you use your stomach until there's damage there, but it heals pretty quick. Well, mine did anyway. Yeah, you know, um, they tell you. I think they told me like sixteen weeks or something, but I was nowhere near that. I was up and up and about. In no time. Like a few weeks? Like a couple yeah, of weeks? probably about three weeks. I mean, that's not so bad. Yeah. That's, that's not so bad. I actually thought that's... Everybody heals different, obviously, but I was... I was too stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think um, and I remember because, you know, family have kind of been said to me, why are you not taking this operation through the way? Why are you not taking this operation through the way? I've kind of been saying to them, I've kind of been saying, you know, because I can't just drop. And drop your life. And... Everything. I think what, what I, well, the way I have it in my head and from what my colleagues told me from what you're telling me, the way I'm kind of seeing it is that I would be bed bound or maybe not bed bound, I would be house bound for probably three to four weeks, give or take. You will be. And... Especially the car situation, you know, as you were saying. You're not going to be able to do that. There's no if, buts, or maybes about it. Yeah. You're not going to be able to lift your chair physically. See. In and out of the car. And, and yeah, the way I, it, yeah, see, I'm actually glad that, well, I'm not glad you've had this opportunity. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> You're fit and healthy too, which is, you need to take into consideration, but you still won't be able to. Like, yeah. Like, let's say I want to, I, you know, uh, Let's say I want to go to Starbucks. Trying to eat the Starbucks, great. <laughs> but let let's say I think I feel like every episode I try to do something. Is she a problem? I'm really bad at bitch. On it. I'm really bad at trying to get a sponsorship. Every <laughs> episode, I'm just going to shout out and hope that and like our our you know our listeners that somebody from one of the companies is. We would definitely like to get on. I mean, forget about your your really big, large, happy place podcast. Give us some money, but no, what was it? Oh yeah, Ooh. like even to do small things, you, you know. Like I would push up the road to go for a wee coffee, or I'd push up the road, and that's what, I think that's what I was trying to say to my family was it would actually have a big impact on my mental health as yeah. well as my physical health. If you took, no, don't get me wrong, we always fall apart of me and be like, oh my goodness, I get the man bed, read, read books for two weeks, happy days. But another big part of me knows that I'd, Because you are so active. Yeah, I'd probably have a hard time. Yeah. Uh, doing, you know, very little for three or four weeks. You'll be able to go out. I would say, well, it depends on how long it's going to take you to adjust to setting up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was different for me. I was cut with my lower stomach. Mm-hmm. 
So it depends where you're, where it's going on. Yeah. And how comfortable it's going to be for you to sit up and lie down and stuff. Yeah. And I would say as a seat peer as well, and I'm sure yours was, I'm sure yours was similar, but as a seat peer as well, um, I would have quite tight muscles toned. Uh-huh. As in, like, what way would you describe it? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah. Like my, my, it wouldn't take an awful lot for my muscles to end overdrive. Not overdrive. Um, Just like spasm of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would tend to, we would tend to be a bit tighter than most people. So our muscles would uh-huh. tend to, like, I would have a hard time, for example, keeping my stomach completely relaxed while I was doing particular things. Because uh-huh. it's just in a CPR's nature to, we just act tense. like yeah, tense. That's so when you were not forward. <laughs> so, well done. So, <laughs> do you remember that other week when we were both trying to the words to rub it up? So, I, I just kind of think that as a CPR as well, I would have, I would, I would have a very hard time, you know, trying to keep my stomach relaxed while I was doing all these different, yeah. like if, if it was trying to sit up in bed or if it was trying to get dressed and have a hard time yeah. not tensing my stomach. I think all that say. stuff for a wee while I did have difficulty with. Yeah. So just setting up and lying down. Like, would you say you had to take quite easy for yeah, yeah. quite a while? Absolutely. <laughs> See, just right after the surgery, like, I know it's just right after surgery, so of course it's going to be difficult, but uh-huh. see, even just sitting down, sitting down, uh-huh. <laughs> lying down and sitting up. Yeah. That required assistance. They had some of my colleague said to me as well. She said, you don't know, you don't realize how much you use your stomach. You really don't. Until. Until it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, oh, I better not move. And as you say, taking CP into it, yeah. where your muscles are already tense. But like, yeah, like even now with us talking, because I'm, you know, because we're talking on podcasts, we're probably a tiny bit more animated than usual. But even now as I talk, I, you know, I, I would be. You know, tensing. Te- yeah, like, you know, moving my stomach quite a bit or, you know. And you exercise as well. Yeah. So you do be tensing and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's like that as well. That's the other thing. You see, I'd have to give that. Like, I wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to do that I'm, for weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> I think even if I managed to take an easy for two or three or four weeks, the idea of not doing strenuous activity for anything up to 12 to 16 weeks would, I think, yeah, I would push you over the edge. Yeah, like what I was saying, what I was trying to say to my family was, I would have to mentally prepare for the idea of not doing any physical activity for three or four months. Yeah, um, because e- even though you might recover within three to four weeks, I definitely don't think you'd be able to do like you use your stomach a lot doing, you know, press ups and all the yeah. kind of things that I would do. So the idea of not doing that for like three months. You use your stomach muscles and all that as a winter user in general. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Even go on there. So the idea of not doing that for three months, I would have <laughs> a really, oh my goodness, I would absolutely kill me. Yeah. But hopefully they're going to phone me near the end of, uh, the end of <laughs> summer. <laughs> After all that, you're like, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you get it over back. No, right. Okay, so I digress. We'll go back to hospitals in a second. But right, I have, I kind of have the man that if they give me a few months' notice, mm-hmm. and if it's coming in the winter, do you know it gets a wee bit darker? No, 
Yeah, it gets a wee bit easier. Do you think you'll cope better? A tiny bit. I think I would be the opposite. What do you think, Vogue? Sitting in the house with the horrible weather at the window and... I know, I did light a candle and be like, oh, I'm great. <laughs> Oh, oh, what a very cool reveal. Oh, we're going to play crap out with everything. It's like, like good if I'm in, it's like good if I'm out of bonds. And I, yeah, I can say, but, like, but like, I just don't, I don't cope well that time of year anyway, mentally. Yeah, if you have a hard time, come on, kind, kind, that kind yeah. of lead up into so winter and I stuff. I think if I was recovering from surgery, it would probably just push me over the edge. <laughs> I have it in my head. You can, you can tell me whether... Maybe you're right. Maybe it wouldn't be what I'm imagining, but I have it in my head that um, I have it in my head that coming into winter because most people, you know, the cozy nights. Uh-huh. I tend to like doing our quotes a lot for this podcast. <laughs> cozy but the cozy nights. Maybe delete. we need to move to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Thing. God, think of the setup. It revolved. It's hard enough to have the microphone up the recording too. But, um, but um, we've got to say Oh yeah, <laughs> I I get distracted with it. But I think if coming in the winter, the cozy nights, you know, would blow out a gale, it's raining heavy, and I'd be sitting there going, "Thank goodness I'm not out in that." And I can just like from here and be like, Steve, your fans are bringing down some soup tonight. Do you want to come out in the cold weather? Thank you, make a pot of soup. Yeah, no, do you I would. I kind of have an end in my head, though, that winter would be slightly easier for me to cope yeah. with mentally. I get that. Whereas if it's a lovely just... summer's night, I'm going to be sitting there going, Oh, God, I could have been out tonight. How, you know, I could have been out having a drink. <laughs> yeah, or it could have been like, you know, yeah. I don't know what it'd be out doing, but I could have been out. Is my main point. Could have been out pushing pain free. Yeah, could have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could have been out pushing pain free. But the other side of it as well is, you know, when, um, do you know, whenever like you really, really want to do something simply because you can't do it? <laughs> I don't know. Is that part of is that part of folklore? Is that not But you know, like, did it, you were never really that fussed and dared up until somebody tells you can't, and all of a sudden you want to learn. That would be me after an operation. That's called being stubborn, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be me after an operation. And so, yeah. Yeah. But no, I get that. How, what, so your last major operation was, was it your femur or was it your stomach one? Um, you, you were saying previously that your femur one was like a very quick turnaround. Yeah. See, actually, you had mentioned something about, oh yes, about them not knowing that you're a wheelchair user. Yes. See, the time I went in for my, when I broke my femur bone. Yes. I, um, I was in for, I was only in for a couple of days. I was in, in one day, served during the next, and then out probably two or three days later. But, start, the nurses kept coming into me and asking did I want pain relief. And I, every, keep every, your time? every time I was telling them, no, I'm not in any pain. Now, apparently the femur's the strongest bone in the body. Yes, I've heard that from my many, many medical students. <laughs> yes, and um, anybody else would be in excruciating pain. But yeah. I had no pain whatsoever. And that's obviously because I'm paralysed. Yeah. You were just in a great, yep, no, I'm fine, I'm but, fine. But it was just baffling me that 
the nurses were asking me all the time, mm-hmm. did I want pain relief? And I was going, no, like, I don't need it. I'm not in any pain. Yeah. They didn't seem to grasp this. Surely <laughs> that should have been all my medical records that I'm parlored. Yes. And, you know. Yes. Well, do you know what I will say? And this is not, this is, I'm not saying anything bad about uh, nurses and doctors. I want to make that very clear. Please don't write the same letters. But they're all different. But no, but do you know what I did find? Because uh, this is something, I was just telling somebody about this recently. Um, I think whenever you go to medical school, you have tons and tons of things to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, disabilities. <laughs> I think I had a man of article, and again, this is, I I completely I get it that if you're if you're a medical doctor, you've probably picked you've probably picked something to specialize in, yeah, and that's what you're going to be really focused on. Like if you're oncology or cardiology or one of the other ologies, right? Like you're you've a lot to learn. So you've a lot to learn. That's what you're focused on. But I think my, naively when I arrived with a bit <laughs> naively when I arrived with a good bit younger, I. I kind of thought that do- all doctors and all nurses would know all the different dis- Everything. disabilities, like spina bifida, CPD, yeah. um, Prader Willi, and all those things. It's only now in the last kind of, it's only now kind of lately that I've came to the realization that no, just because they're medical doctors and, yeah. and nurses doesn't mean that they know the hundreds of <laughs> disabilities that are available. For human, you know? right? <laughs> and and they even so I kind of yeah, but but it's kind of funny because whenever I was younger, I didn't realize that I was like, oh, a medical doctor, they would know what such and such was. Yeah, but then I've ca- I've, I've came to the conclusion that just because they're a medical doctor doesn't mean they're gonna know the effects of all these different disabilities. Because yeah. I've had that over the years where I've had to like explain my disability to do- like I do. You remember I done those things for the medical students. You know that simulated patient thing. Oh yes. Do you remember that? And it was it was really ago, but I was a I was a simulated patient, um, whereby you just it was to help young medical doctors. They basically do many exams. Uh-huh. So you basically be an actor. So I had to call a lot, and I had the whenever they asked me questions, I had to give them certain answers, and they had to then you know assess what what. I had wrong mate. Yeah, what you But the reason that they tried to co-opt me into it was because they didn't have a lot of wheelchair users as experience. Uh-huh. And they just wanted their young medical uh, students to get that wee bit of experience of dealing with a wheelchair user. Just well, That's very good luck. Yeah, but it was just wee small things that you wouldn't even think of. Like, for example, it was just wee small things like whether or not they would lower the bed or what the how they would offer you, you know, you know, what way they would assist you, you know, were you able to transfer yourself to getting them to help you transfer in a, in a way, obviously they, they're not, they're not really supposed to be like lifting you as such, mm-hmm. but it was just we exercise and giving them a bit more of experience in that diagnosing somebody with a disability. Yeah. Now what I had wrong with me each of the times had nothing different with a disability. It was just to give them the experience. Yeah. Of of coming across from new this like Yeah, absolutely. But I thought that was really, I thought that was really, um, I don't know, I just, I kind of thought medical doctors and stuff would, would have like this experience with this fully. Yeah, would know it all. <laughs> but apparently that's, but, they, but when you think about it logically, as you were saying, like it does make sense. Yeah. That they're not going to know, um, that, as you say, they're only hearing. But also as well, like there's a lot of this, this out there. Absolutely. 
Like they might not have came across APR before in their life or there's probably some disabilities out there that we haven't even come across. Oh yeah, like do you know what I mean? Despite me putting that my Wikipedia article. Like I just like to use the screws and in paper. I think so. I always thought that Tim Seed was gonna have this big kind of medical bible of all these things that I was gonna read. I don't think I ever read them. So not coming to you with any questions yet if you haven't even read them yet? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, this medical bible that I put together, I don't think I ever read it. I know I read a few, not not them all. No. Not them all. Okay, so does that wrap us up then? I think that wraps us up for this one. Um I think we can always come back to it, but Yeah. It's basically like... that was just an episode of our experiences with healthcare. Yep. Wales Ward the Mary Miss. We didn't really cover wait lists much. Not really. Let's maybe. <laughs> I've been waiting four years. My hearty operation only four years will be dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> awful. I forget me. But um, but we've covered physical health and healthcare. It's true. We've still to cover mental health, but it's it's true. All we need to do is just be in a mental ward just yet. But we'll get there. <laughs> Give me another year. But we we'll hope that that episode was as entertaining for you as it was for us. Yeah. Do you know what? That was a wee trip down memory lane. I didn't realize how um I didn't realize how much I kind of I wouldn't say I enjoyed a hospital, but I do have some wee fond memories. Um, just from back in the day, which was right. Yeah. Thank you for taking me down memory lane. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hope you join us next time, and we'll see you for episode. What are we on now? Episode 9. We'll Episode 9. <laughs> We're getting closer to 10. I think we'll have a big, a big something for episode 10. I've got a bottle of Grey Goose in there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting the alcohol out again. Okay. So that's us for this episode. That's us for this episode. All right. I guess we'll see you on the next one. See you later. Bye.